All right, Tabosai, good morning. Sorry, I took a little computer a little bit of time to boot up here. All right, today's daf is daf zayin. So we left off, a lot to do today. We left off on daf above Amud Bey's, Bo'i Rabbi Zera, two, four, six, eight lines are from the bottom. Bo'i Rabbi Zera, Zera has the following kasha. Isha mahi acher. Is a woman subject to the laws of Baal Ta'acher? I mean, Rashi points out over here. Rashi says, uh, I'm sorry, no, not yet. So the question is, is a, meaning, let's say again, a woman has a carbon, a woman offered to bring a carbon, is she subject to the laws of Baal of delaying to go ahead and bring her offering? So the Gemara says, On one hand, we can say that she's not, she's not obligated in Re'iyah, meaning she's not obligated to ascend to the base Hamikdash during the Regal. And remember, again, a woman is not obligated for Aliyah the Regal. And Rashi points out over here, because as the Pasuk says, all of your males shall go ahead and ascend. So again, on one end we could say that since it's the regalim that go ahead and trigger the, the, the violation of Baal Ta'acher, and the woman is not subject to the laws of Aliyah, the regal, so maybe she's not subject to Baal Ta'acher. On the other hand, or maybe on the other hand, she is obligated in Simcha, and Rashi points out over here, on the other hand, she is obligated in the mitzvah of Simcha. The mitzvah of Simcha is part and parcel of the mitzvah of Aliyah the Regal as well. So therefore, maybe she is subject to Baal Ta'acher. So the Gemara says, Abaye said, well, I think she should be subject to Baal Ta'acher since she is obligated in Simcha. But did Abaye actually say this? But yet Abaye said, actually, a woman is not obligated in Simcha. What is the obligation? A husband is obligated to bring his wife joy on the Yom Tevrash. She says over here, Baile Mesamcha, Bebaal, so this is excuse me. Bebavel writes that a woman does not have an obligation of simcha on her own. Instead, the obligation is for a husband to be misameach his wife. And Rashi just points out that there were different ways in Bavel. So the men used, the husbands used to sell, bring their wives colored garments. And in Eretz Yisrael, it was white garments. So that's, so again, so how could Abai say that a woman is obligated in Simcha? It's not her obligation. It's her husband's obligation. To which the Gemara says, Ledvarav de Rabbi Zera Ka'amar. In reality, Abai is saying, according to Rabbi Zera, Abai says, according to me, a woman is not chayv in Simcha, but rather according to you, Rabbi Zera, who holds that a woman is obligated in Simcha, that obligation should also trigger the obligation for Baal Ta'acher. So again, remember, we brought up before the concept of Bechar. So Bechar is the firstborn animal, firstborn animal that has to be given over to the coin within the first year. So the question is, when does the clock start for Bechar? So the Gemara says, Amr Abaye, excuse me, Abaye Amr, Misha Shenolad. So Abaye says, the clock, the one-year clock starts from the moment that it's born. Rav HaYakov says, no, the one-year clock only begins when? At the time when it is technically usable in a sacrificial fashion. When is an animal usable in a sacrificial fashion? Only from eight days and on.
Wait for me to say on. Velopli, truth is they're not arguing. Habitam tap of zayin, habibalmum. One of them is referring to a tam, an unblemished animal. So remember again, an unblemished animal technically is usable again for sacrificial purposes, and therefore again we start the counts from eight days. But a balmum, on the other hand, which is not going to be usable for sacrificial purposes, so the one-year clock will begin as soon as the animal is born. So the Gemara says, one second, me matzi achile, but how can you go ahead and say that a bechar that has a balmum, that you could eat it immediately, that you could offer it, that you could shecht it immediately when it's born? I both say, in general, there's an issue, there's an issue when an animal is born, when an animal is born, sure, it's not just an animal, it's people also that we don't assume that something or someone that is born is immediately viable. That's why, for example, again, Rahman al-Islam, if a child dies within 30 days, we do not sit shiva for that child because, again, within 30 days, the halacha considers the child as a non-viable entity. So therefore, again, so the Gemara says, how can you go ahead and shek the animal immediately when it's born? After all, again, how do you know that it's viable? To which the Gemara answers, Dikim lebei shekalolo chadashov. What are we dealing with over here? We're dealing with a situation where we know, you see, the reason at the end of the day why, let's say, an animal when it's first born is not considered immediately viable is because we don't know if the mother carried the baby to term. So because of that, again, the baby might be a little bit premature, which may render it unviable. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, so here we're talking about a case where you know the mother carried the baby to term. So because it carried the baby to full term, therefore, again, in that type of situation, however you know that, but in that type of situation, the mice, again, the, the baby, when it's born, is considered to be fully viable immediately at birth, and therefore, technically speaking, in a case where it was a balmum, and therefore, again, was not going to really be usable as a classical bachar, the coin would be able to go ahead and shecht it immediately. Okay? So the, or the owner would be able to shecht it immediately. Excuse me. And this price is going to take us, the truth is, through Amud Beis. So says the Gimar. <laughs> good, good. So the Gemara says, "San Ravanan, the Echa Nisan on the first of Nisan, Rosh Hashanah lechadoshim uli iburin uli chumas shkalim." So now the Brisa says that on the first of Nisan is Rosh Chodesh. Is Rosh, is, excuse me, is Rosh Hashanah for Chadoshim, meaning that Nisan is the first of all months. Li'iburin. Now, I will say Iburin sounds like leap years, right? Intercalation of the months. Ulu Shumas Shkalim. Shumas Shkalim means, remember again, with the, the bright thing over here, is that on the first of Nisan, they would begin to use the new half shekels that were collected for, for to purchase the sacrifices. Ve'ishomim, and there are those who say, Af l'schiras batim. Even for home rentals. I will say this is actually very interesting. Uh, if you look at Rashi, Av l'schiras batim, hamaskir bayis lechavero. If someone if someone rents a home to his friend, v'amar l'shanazu, and he says, I'm renting it to you for a year. For this year, or I should say for this year, kalsa shenaso be'echad b'nisan. A year ends on Nisan 1, first of Nisan, afilu lo darbo elachodesh echad. Even if what? Even if he only lived there for one year. In other words, if it's Adar, one month, thank you. In other words, if it's Adar, and I say to Ruvain, I want to rent you this house for this year, when does this year end for rental purposes? Nisan. And even if so, even though now it's Adar and he's only going to live there for a month, that's the end of the rental. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to go through each of these things one by one. So the Gemara says, how do we know that Nisan is the first? 
of all months, to which the Gemara says, because the Pasuk says, HaChodesh HaZelochem Rosh Chadoshim because the Pasuk says again, this month is for you the first of all months, the first of all the years of the month. Now, both saying, that Pasuk by itself, you say, say it's a slam dunk, except, of course, remember, only one issue, which is the Torah doesn't say which Chodesh we exactly are referring to over here. Therefore, the Gemara goes on, because what did the subsequent Pesukim say? Speak to the assembly of the Jewish people, they're saying to them, on the 10th of this month, each person will take a lamb for his family, referring to the Paschal and Karim Pesach. The Pesach goes on. And it will be, you'll watch over it until the 14th of the month. Okay, so therefore again, Torah told me that this month is the first of all months. Torah is telling me now on the 10th of this month you will bring your Karim Pesach. And the Pesach says, and the Pesach says, guard or keep watch over the month of Aviv. Now, Bosai, we normally translate Aviv as spring. The truth is, the real meaning of the word Aviv is the month that has the first ripened produce. That's really what Aviv actually etymologically means. First ripened produce. So the Gemara says, Ezu Chodesh, Ezu Chodesh, Sheyesh Bo Aviv. What is the month? Now, again, I want to be clear on something. What's the connection of this Pasuk? The entirety of this Pasuk is, Shamor Eschodesh Aviv, Va'asisa Pesach Lashem Elokecha. So guard the month of Aviv, and you will make a Pesach for Hashem. Why? Ki Bechodesh Aviv Hotziacha Hashem Elokecha, Mimitzrayim Laila. So here's what we have. So on the first part, on the first end of the Drasha, Torah told me, Achodesh Hazelachem. Rosh Chadoshim. This month is the first of all months. Which month is that? I'm not sure, but here's what I know happened. I know Karban Pesach is brought in that month. Remember, that's in Shmos. Now we go to Dvarim, and in Dvarim, the Torah tells me, keep watch over the month of the Aviv. Why? Because what happened in that month? You went ahead and you left Mitzrayim. So now here's what I know, which is the month that I left Mitzrayim, which is the first of the month, is also called Chodesh Aviv, the month of the first ripened produce. So the Gemara says, Ezu Chodesh Yesh Aviv, what is the month that has the first ripened produce? Havi Omer, Zen that's agriculturally we know that that's Nisan, Vikari Le Rishon. And yet the Torah calls it Rishon. See, here's the Gemara's proof that Nisan is the first of all months. The Ema Iyar, I'm, but maybe, maybe not, maybe it's Iyar. There's a lot of ripened produce, ripening produce in Iyar as well. But Ina Aviv Veleka. No, because Iyar already again is not the month of the first ripened produce. So the Gemara says, The Ema Adar. Maybe it refers to Adar, because again, some of the produce that ripens a little bit early ripens in Adar, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 but you know, rov aviv. We are, Veleko, we, are, we are looking for a month in which the majority of the produce ripens, Veleko, and, and that does not happen during Adar, to which the Gemara says, nidi rov aviv ksiv. But is that what the Pasuk says? That the, does the Pasuk say, Shamor es Chodesh Rov Aviv? That you should guard for yourself, right? The month where the majority of the produce, it just says some of the first produce. Ela, therefore, I will say, therefore, the Gemara scraps that raya and goes to another one. Ela, Amr Rav Chista again, we're just trying to prove that Nisan is the first of the months of the year. So rather says Rav Chista from here, Ach Bechamisha Asayom Lechodesh Hashvi. So listen to this. It'll be on the 15th month, excuse me, 15th day of the 7th month when you gather all of the grain of the earth 
What is the month? What is the month for which there is a gathering? So again, what, what month, remember again, what does this refer to? In an agricultural society, when you harvest, let's say, your wheat, you don't immediately bring it in. In fact, you leave it in the field to dry out. So you, what, what month What month is the month that you bring everything in? That's called Tishrei, the Kakari Shvi. And yet again, what does the Torah call Tishrei? It calls it the seventh month. If Tishrei is the seventh month, then guess what? Nisan is the first. The Ema Marcheshvan. Aye, but interestingly enough, I will say, I just want to point something out. Interestingly enough, you know, we, we often refer to the month of Cheshvan as Mar Cheshvan, so we think that it's because there's no Yamim Tovim. It's actually interesting that it's, it seems to be clear that actually the earliest, the, the way they used to call Cheshvan was Mar Cheshvan or Merach Shivan, that that was the name of the month. I don't know historically, again, when it just morphed into Cheshvan, but you see over here, Mar Cheshvan, I maybe refers to Cheshvan. Maybe your first month of Cheshvan, Umay Shvi'i, Shvi'i Le'ir. And what does it mean that Cheshvan is the seventh month? It means it's the seventh month since Ir, meaning maybe Ir is the first of the month, to which the Gemara says, Ba'ina Asif No, 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 because in Cheshvan already, Cheshvan is the rainy season, and therefore what people have already brought in their crops from the field, I ve'ema Evel, so maybe maybe the seventh month refers to Evel, and Evel is going to be the month in which you bring in the crops. Umay Shvi'i, and what does it mean it's the seventh month? Shvi'i la'adar, and therefore again, I will say, Adar would be the first of all months, to which the Gemara says, Ba'ina rov asif veleka. No, 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 you need a month, you need a month that what? Where the majority of the collecting of the crops from the field occurs, and that does not happen during Evel. To which the Gemara again says, Midi rov asif ksiv, does the Torah say Chag Rov HaAsif? So therefore, again, the Gemara has to scrap that Raya and therefore goes to another one. Ela Amr Ravina. Rather, Ravina says, Davar Zet, this thing. What's this thing? This idea that Nisan is the first of all months. Mitoras Moshe Rabbeinu Lod Lamadnu. We actually don't learn it from the Torah. Rather, Medivrei Kabbalah Lamadnu. I will say, Divrei Kabbalah, by the way, does not mean like what you think it means. Divrei Kabbalah means Navi. Means Navi from tradition. We learn it out from our tradition from Navi. What does it say in Navi? Biyom Esrim va'arba la'ashte asar chodesh hu chodesh shvat. Because what does the pasuk say? On the twenty-fourth day of the eleventh month, which is chodesh shvat. I will say if the eleventh month is chodesh shvat, then by definition the first month must be Nisan. Okay, Rabbi Bar Ula Amar Mehacha. Rabbi Bar Ula learns it out from here. Vatilakach Esther El Hamelach Achashverosh from Igilas Esther. Esther was taken to the palace of Achashverosh El Beis Malchuso to his palace. Bachodesh Haasiri Hu Chodesh Teves on the tenth month which is the month of Teves. Again, I will say, if Teves is the 10th month, then oh, just, just again, just count backwards and mix Nisan the first. Rav Kana, Rav Kana says from here, And it was on the 4th of the month, 4th of the month, of the ninth month of Kislev. Again, if Kislev is the ninth month, Tishrei is the first. Rav Yaakov says from here, The scribes of the king called out at that time on the third month, which is the month of Sivan. Again, if Sivan is month number three, Nisan is month number one. Rav Ashish is from here. Hippiopur by Megillah Sester again. He drew a lot. Who had Goral Lifne Haman? Miyom, bless you. Miyom, Miyom, Umichodesh, Lechodesh. He drew a lot again from day to day, from month to month. Shneim Asar 
Hu Chodesh Adar. And it fell out when? On the 12th month, which is Chodesh Adar, which Rabbi say again means that Nisan is number one. So we'll say again, these are all just different Pesukim, all pointing, again, the good part about Navi, the good part about Navi, as opposed to Torah, is that the, the Pesukim from Nevi'im explicitly say which month they're referring to. As opposed to the Torah, which just tells you the number of the month it's referring to, without telling you which month it's referring to. Again, the Nevi'im tell you, Tishrei, Kislei, and therefore, again, much easier to create a Raya. Vibay Seymahacha, other could say from here, Bachodesh Harishon, Chodesh Nisan. So we'll say this actually, you, you actually have to chuckle a little bit at this. Chuckle. I'm literally saying, really. Right, so actually, so listen to this. So thank you. So, right, so actually, this is this is very interesting because here's quoting again from Megillah Sester. What's interesting about this is the following. So here I will say, you have a Pasuk that explicitly says what? The first month is the month of Nisan. So why don't we just bring the Kulu, my time, a lot. So I will say, you see how amazing this is? We've literally gone through almost like a daf of Gemara. Let's bring from this Pasuk. Let's bring from that Pasuk. Here, the Pasuk of the Megillah explicitly says the first month, which is Nisan. So the Kulu, my time, a lot. Amri Mehai. So why doesn't everybody just say from this particular Pasuk? So the Gemara says, because Dilma, my Rishon, because this truth is this context is not as clear as you think. Dilma, my Rishon, Rishon will say. Perhaps in Miguel Ancestor, what does it mean when it says that Chodesh Adar, excuse me, that Chodesh Nisan is the first month? Maybe it was the first for the events that were occurring. Meaning, maybe this, the, the statement over here is not a calendrical statement that Nisan is the first of the months, but rather, what is it? It's an events statement that everything that was going on, Nisan was the first month in which all of these particular events were unfolding. Therefore, it's not a raya. So, I think you So, I'll say, here's what's interesting because now what this price says is that Nisan is the first of all months. So what's interesting to note, the Gemara asks, is so why doesn't the Tana of our Mishnah discuss this? Meaning our Mishnah is discussing about New Year's. Why doesn't the Tana also bring in here that Nisan is the first of all months? Meaning the Tana of our Mishnah on, on Beis Amud Aleph, to which the Gemara says very simply, kamari, lo kamari. Because our Mishnah is talking about years, our Mishnah is not talking about months. So therefore, again, our Mishnah only speaks about New Year's, but does not speak about when the first of the months actually occur. Fine, next. Uli Iburim. So remember again, the Bryce said that Nisan is the first month. Nisan is the first month for, for Iburim, literally for, um, for leap years. So the Gemara says, Uli Iburim in Nisan, Is that true? That we, that we count for leap years from Nisan? But Tanya, we learned, you may not go ahead and declare it a, a leap year before Rosh Hashanah. And if you did so, the designation is not valid. But again, I will say, if there is a, if there is a significant need, if there is a tchak, Rashi says, this would be if for some reason there's a concern that Bezdin won't be able to congregate to be able to go ahead and declare the leap year later on. So you could do it after Rosh Hashanah. And despite all of this, I will say whenever you declare a leap year, 
a leap year always is only one particular month, and that is the month of Adar. So we'll say, so what do you see? So you see from here that again, what do you mean when you say that Nisan is the first month for leap years? It's not true. We never we never make Adar a leap year. Only oh excuse me, we only never make Nisan a leap year. Only Adar is a leap year. What does it mean that Nisan is the first for leap years? Oh, what it means is that Nisan is the last time in which what? You can declare a new year. Meaning that once Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes, that is the end of the possibility to declare a leap year in that particular year. This not. Hey, Na'idu, they explain, Shema'avrin hashana kol adar, shayu omrim ad hapurim. So the Gemara says, the following. So the Gemara says, Hey, Na'idu, they, 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 they testify that you can go ahead and be ma'avrin the shana, you can go ahead and declare a, new, a, a leap year. Kol adar. Kol adar, the entire month of adar. Shayu omrim ad hapurim. And some said, oh no, you can only do it, not the entire adar, but only when? Only until purim. My time would demand the omr ad hapurim. What's the reason, well, according to the opinion, they say you can only declare a leap year until Purim? The Amar Mar, Shalin Behilchos HaPesach, Kodem LePesach, Shloshim Yom. Because the Halacha is Rebosai, that we begin to learn the Halachos of Pesach before Pesach 30 days. And therefore, what? Asi Lizazule Bechamets. People may come to take the prohibition of Chamets too lightly. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, Sha'asi Lizazule. So what happens? So according to this opinion, it says that you can only declare a leap year up until, up until Purim, is because once Purim comes, people begin to go out and prepare for Pesach. And the Darshanim, the Rabbanim, are already out teaching Hilchos Pesach. If Bezin were to decide to then declare a leap year, which would then what? Push Pesach off another month. So Rashi says, Gemara says, people aren't going to listen. Why? Because people are going to say, you know what? If the rabbis already started speaking about Pesach, no. I guess I guess the, the current the contemporary the star came put out their book already about the laws of Pesach. That means again, Pesach is coming. I don't care what you tell me about leap year, not leap year. It's not true. So there was a concern that if you start within that window, if you declare the leap year within that window of which people began preparing for Pesach, people won't listen to you about the leap year and will not end up observing Pesach on the correct date. The Edoch, in the other opinion, says meaning the other opinion that says no, that you could go ahead and declare. The new the leap year until the end of Chodesh Adar. People know that the leap year, that the concept of that we have to be Ma'abrashana, that sometimes the rabbis have to make that call a little bit late in the process. And the people realize that the rabbis were not able to make that call until this point. So until this point. So both sides. So that's the machlokes. So therefore, what we see over here is one thing is clear, which is comes Chodesh Nisan, you can you no longer have the option to declare a leap year according to everyone. According to one man Dahmer, the ability to declare a leap year ends on Purim. According to the other man Dahmer, you could declare a leap year through the entirety of Chodesh Adar, but once Chodesh Nisan comes, that window is closed. So just so you know, this is why interesting enough in a leap year, like we had this year, comes Chodesh Nisan, what do we stop doing? We stop saying Ulechaparas Pasha in Musaf. Right? If, you, if you notice again in Musaf and Rosh Chodesh, there are those two extra words, Lechaparas Pasha, for the atonement of sin. Why do we, what, what does that have to do with the leap year, by the way? 
the whole idea of a, when we look at a leap year, so the truth is what it gives us is one extra month throughout the year of tshuva. Right? That's why the Paras Pasha. I have one more month until Rosh Hashanah comes, which is an incredible gift. I have one more month of tshuva. But interestingly enough, we only add that in through Adar. Comes Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we omit saying the Paras Pasha. Why? Because once Nisan comes, there is no longer the ability to declare the new year. Um, excuse me, to declare a leap year. But Tana Didan, so we'll say, why doesn't the Tana of our Mishnah include this? Right? Why, why, why is it this included in our Mishnah that Nisan is the first month for leap years? Or I should say, that at least that Nisan is the end of the ability for leap years. To which the answer very simply, because we will say, what is our Mishnah occupied with? Our Mishnah is talking about beginnings, it is not discussing ends. And this idea that the Bryce says that Nisan, what the relevance of Nisan for a leap year is not for a beginning, but rather for what? It's an end of Beisdin's ability to declare a leap year for the new year. Therefore, it's not included in our Mishnah. So what did the Bryce say? That Nisan is the beginning of the, the, beginning of the year for Trumas Shkalim, meaning that comes Rosh Chodesh Nisan. We like to draw on the new Shkalim for communal offerings and to not take from the old Shkalim anymore. To which the Gemara says, where do we know this from? Am Rabbi Yoshi, Am Akra, Rabbi Yoshi has said, because the Pasuk says, Zos olas chodesh bechadsho, lechadshe ashana. This is the carbon, this is the ola that will be, chodesh bechadsho, each month in its month, throughout the months of the year. Amr Torah, what does the Torah say? Chadesh, renew, the havei carbon metruma chadasha, and bring a carbon from the new truma, from the new collection. The gamri shana shana mi nisan, and make a gzir shavav shana shana from nisan. So the Gemara says, Dixiv rishon hu lechad shana. Because the Pasuk says, it is the first, it is the first of, it is the first of all months. The ligmor shana shana mi tishrei. So what the Gemara essentially says is, we make a gzir shava. We make a gzir shava of rishon rishon. We learn out again, or I should say, we make a we make a gzir shava. Excuse me, of shana shana. So just like it says over here, zos olas chodesh bechashol shana. So therefore, the Torah is telling me I have to take from the new from the new shkalim. So gzir shava of shana shana from Nisan rishon lechad shana. And therefore, it teaches us that the new truma of the new shkalim must be used on rosh chodesh Nisan. So he says, I v'ligmar shana shana mitishrei. Why don't you make a gzir shava of shana shana from Tishrei also? Maybe I have to begin to use the new shkalim on Tishrei, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 I'll tell you why. Also, here's the difference. That when it speaks about, again, the new, the, the karbanos from the new shkalim, it uses the of shana and chodesh, right, year and month. By Nisan, it also uses rishon hu shana. It uses the notion of years and months. But by Tishrei, it only speaks about years, does not speak about months. Therefore, Abosai, when we make a Gzeir Shavav, we like the phrases to be as similar as possible. Therefore, because the phrase by Karbonos more resembles the phrase by Nisan, which makes mention of year and month, so therefore we'd rather, we'd rather compare it to Nisan than to Tishrei, which only speaks about year and not month. Amr Yehuda 
Karbonos Sibor Habon Bechamanisa, Mitzvah Habi Minachadosh. So, when you bring communal offerings on the first of Nisan, it is a mitzvah to bring it from the new shkalim that were collected. But if you ended up bringing it from the old shkalim, then you are Yotzei. But, literally means your mitzvah is deficient. Meaning, just know you have not done it in the best way. Tanya Namiyachi writes that supports this. Karbonos Sibor Habon Bechamanisan. If you have communal offerings that come on the first of, excuse me, if you bring communal offerings on the first of Nisan, mitzvah habimenachadash, it is a mitzvah to bring it from the new shkalim, vimhebimenayashim. But if you brought it from the old shkalim, yotza, you are yotze, elo shechiser mitzvah. But Rabbi say again, if you brought it from the old shkalim, you are yotze. I mean, the, the carbon is effective, but you, it's def- your mitzvah is deficient. The yachid is nadev mishalo. But Rabbi say again, if you have an individual, let's say, who pledged. His own money for a carbon seaboard. Carbon seaboard. Ksherin, it's good. Obilvad Shiyim Srim Litzibar. So we'll say this could be a yachid that gave his animal, it could be a yachid that gave his money. The point is the yachid, the individual gave over of his own resources to the Besanikdash. That could also be used for carbon seaboard as long as what? Bilvad Shiyim Srim Litzibar. But Rabosai, again, anything used for communal purposes must belong to the community. Therefore, what? If you want to donate your own money, you want to donate your own animal, it can be used for communal sacrificial purposes, but it must be fully given over to the tzibor. So Mara says, Peshitta, that's obvious. Now, the tame, what would I have thought? Lechush Shema. Lo yimsrim tzibor, yafe, yafe. I might have thought that maybe we don't want to go ahead and use anything that right now belongs to the individual. Why? Out of the concern that even though he says he's giving it over to the seaboard, maybe what? Maybe he's not giving it over full-heartedly, right? And therefore, again, there would be a problem, Rabbi said, with the ownership of that carbon by the seaboard. Therefore, maybe we shouldn't accept it. That if a person says that he's giving something over, we trust the fact that he's giving it over belief, and therefore it can be used for communal purposes. I, so why doesn't our Tana include this in the Mishnah? Meaning, why doesn't our Mishnah say that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah, the new year, the beginning of the new year, for usage of the new Shkalim? To which the Gemara answers, Because I will say, remember, our Mishnah is looking to speak in absolutes. And since we just got finished saying what? That as much as the first of Nisan you're supposed to bring from the new Shkalim, but if you didn't, what is the halacha? If you didn't, you're still saying. Therefore, again, it's not an absolute new beginning, and therefore it's not included in our Mishnah. Okay. So remember, again, the, Mishnah, the Bryce has said that Nisan is also the first for home rentals. So remember again, the case that the Gemara gave was that if I go ahead and I rent my home to Ruvain, and I say to Ruvain, I'm renting you my home for this year. This year ends when? This year ends Nisan. It ends Nisan. Even if it's not stipulated, even if the rental's happening in Adar, this year happens in Nisan. This year ends in Nisan. So the Gemara says, Tanar Abana, it's actually very interesting. Hamaskir the If a person goes ahead and rents his home to his friend for a year, so according to this first opinion, it literally, is for one year. An unqualified rental, it lasts for 12 months from the day that the rental begins. But if instead of saying, it's very interesting, you have to be careful with your words. There's a difference between saying, I'm renting this to you for a year, versus what? Versus saying, I'm renting this to you for this year. If I say for a year, or a year, I'm sorry. A, a, a year. A year means 12 months. 
12 months, and not necessarily a calendrical year, meaning it doesn't start January 1 or, you know, Tishrei or Elul or Nisa, whenever the new year is, right? But, but again, it starts 12 months from this date. If I tell you this year, then the halacha is... Even if the rental's happening on the first of Adar, once the first of Nisan arrives, also then what in Halacha Again, the year is over. See, here's what's interesting. Now, the question is what happens if, again, I rent it on the last day of Adar? Right? What happens again? Or, or in the middle of Adar, right? After Purim. He comes to me on Purim. I negotiate good terms on Purim. Right? And, and so what happens? And now again, it's only, it's two weeks. So what's the Pshat? Listen to the Gemara. says, no, no, here's the qualification. Remember, even according to the opinion who says that one day is considered like year. Remember when we saw this? Remember, we saw this on Shabbos when we started Rosh Hashanah, where the Gemara talks about the idea by the, by the reigns of the kings, right? By, the, by counting the reign of the king. So we had this concept that, remember, if the king only becomes the king, even on the last day of Adar, comes Rosh, comes Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and is counted as if he's reigned for one year. So even according to the opinion, so you might have thought like this. You might have thought, well, according to that opinion, let's say it's Mamish, the last year of Adar. And I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, I'm renting you my home for this year. All right, what does this year mean? One day, see even the opinion who says that normally one day could count as the whole year. Shiny hacha rentals are different. Why? Because no one goes through the effort of renting their home for less than 30 days. So, meaning one month is the basic rental unit. If I so, again, to go through the trouble, no one's going to do it for less than 30 days. Therefore, so we'll say, what, what would be the ramification of this? If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, um, I'm sorry. Um, no, not yet. I apologize. So just understand what this means. What this means is, I'm sorry. A person doesn't go through the effort of renting for less than 30 days. So we'll say, just understand what this means. So what this means is like this. If I tell Ruvain, so now we have three different cases. Case number one is it's other one. It's other one. And I tell Ruben, I'm renting you this home for a year. A year means what? 12 months. I tell him I'm renting it to him for this year. Right? What will it mean in this case? One month. Essentially one month until Nissan. What happens now if it's like the 15th of Adar? 15th of Adar. So in that case, where it's the middle of Adar, whether I say a year or the year, the truth is pretty much everyone's going to agree that what? That it's really going to be for 12 months. Why? Because it's clear that less than a month until Nissan, no one's renting it to you for less than a month because that's just not the way rentals work. So that's the one exception to this rule of Lashonos. That apparently, again, if you're already into Andar, everyone would seem to agree that the rental would be for a period of 12 months. So the Gemara goes, right, tishrei. I, so why don't we say, I why don't we say Tishrei? Meaning, wh- where do you get that Nissan is the new year for rentals? Why don't you say Tishrei is the new year for rentals? Rashi says over the Eimut Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah leschiros batim im lo amad ella beechad beelu kevin shegitish as lashanah. Meaning, so maybe Tishrei is the beginning of the month, the the year, for, the, the first month for rentals, the new year for rentals. To which the Gemara says, Stam famous Tishrei, Stam ki agar inish beisay lekula yemos hagishavim agar. You know why? Because when a person rents his home, generally what he rents it for is what is the entirety of the rainy season. The entirety of the rainy season. Look at Rashi. Ki agar inish besa, samoch letishrei, lekulu yimei gishamim agar. So we'll say again, bepashtos, the assumption is that a person goes ahead and rents his home throughout the rainy season. When does the rainy season effectively end? 
pretty much Nissan. Did you say March? <laughs> right, Nis- Nissan, right? Nissan. On the same arch, on the same arch. But the Jew- Jewish people, Jewish people say Nissan. Right, right. And you stop wearing white Labor Day as well. Correct. So we're going to get to that. Right. That's actually in the Rishonim. So, so the idea of Rav is what? So therefore the assumption is a person rents out his home for the duration of the rainy season. And therefore the mice of the rainy season ends at Nissan. Vitana Didan. So Bosai, so why doesn't the Tana of our Mishnah include this in the Mishnah? Why don't you say that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for rentals? To which our Tana says, because Benisan, Vitana Didan, Benisan Ami Mishkach Shriach Kitri. Because our Tana holds it, you know, sometimes the rainy season does extend into the Nisan. Bosai, just so you should know, that happened this year. There was major torrential rain in Eretz Yisrael already in Cholishus. Now, again, that's not the norm. It's not the norm. The norm is already come Pesach time. It is not raining anymore. But our Tana says, listen, it's not. I agree with you. I agree with you in premise that in premise, generally we'll say that rentals extend throughout the rainy season. Just a difference, says the Tana of our Mishnah, is very often rainy season extends into Nisan as well. Therefore, Nisan cannot be the new year of rentals. And therefore, again, it's not included in our Mishnah. Fine. So remember again, the, now, say, now this is going back to, to quoting our Mishnah. So in our Mishnah, the Mishnah said, The first of Elul is Roshana for animal tithing, which remember again, Abbas said we spoke about on Shabbos, means that normally when tithing, you tithe, you tithe from a flock that was born during the same period. So what's your line of the de- what's your what's your what's your calendrical line of demarcation? The first of Elul. So all animals born between the first between the first of Elul this year, and we'll call it again the end of Av. We'll call it the thirtieth of Av next year. They are part of one animal cohort, one animal group, and therefore you tithe that group as one entity. However, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon disagreed, and Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon said no. For animal tithing, the new year actually is the first of Tishrei. The first of Tishrei. So it says the Gemara, money. Money. So who's opinion this is reflect? Money. Rabbi Meir, this is Rabbi Meir, this Sanya. Rabbi Meir, Omer Meir says, Rabbi Meir says that the first of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah from Meisr Behema. Money. And whose opinion is reflected in Regalim? Meaning whose opinion is it in the Mishnah? Because remember, in the Mishnah, it's without attribution. In the Mishnah, it just says that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for, excuse me, that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for Regalim. So whose opinion does that reflect? Rabbi Shimon, that's Rabbi Shimon. So the Gemara says, really? Is that, are you telling me then that Ema Seifa, Ema Seifa, look at the end of the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Omrim, Be'echad B'Tishrei, does Rabbi Lazar and Shimon say that for Meiser Behemal, the, the Rosh Hashanah is the first of Tishrei? If that's the case, and the way the Mishnah is set up is Reisha Vesefa Rabbi Shimon, then the first, the first, and the, the first part and the last part of the Mishnah are both Rabbi Shimon, Umetzias Rabbi Meir, and the middle part is reflecting the view of Rabbi Meir. So both say that's just a strange stylistic approach to the Mishnah. Generally, the Mishnah likes to reflect one opinion throughout, or if not opinion throughout, you know, one opinion in the Reisha, one opinion in the Seifa. The notion that the Reisha is one opinion, the Seifa is another opinion, and the Mitzvah of the middle of case, the middle case is a third opinion, that just seems to be very choppy in, in the style of the Mishnah. To which the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi he, the truth is, the Mishnah reflects a view of Rabbi Huda Nasi, right? Rabbi Huda Nasi is the codifier of the Mishnah. The Nasiv lay aliba de tanoi. And therefore, again, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi points out 
the different opinions that he holds through in these different in these different topics. Berigolim Savala Krabishimin. When it comes to Yamtiv, he holds a Krabishimin, and therefore again Nisan is the first of Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Regalim. The Meiser Behema Savala Krabimeir. For Meiser Behema holds a Krabimeir, namely that Rosh Chodesh Elul is the beginning of the year for Meiser Behema. Iachi Arba Chamishahavu. If that's the case, then why does the Mishnah say that there are four Rosh Hashanah? There are really again five. Amarava Rava says, no, I'll tell you why. In reality, again, there are four Rosh Hashanah that everybody agrees to. What are they? The Rabbi Meir, because according to Rabbi Meir, he has his four, but you could remove from that discussion Nisan, which is Rosh Hashanah for Regalim. The Rabbi Shimon, according to Rabbi Shimon, you have four Dal Maiser Behema. Again, take out Maiser Behema. Rav Nachar Yitzchak Amar, Arba'a Chadashim, Ubohen Kamarash Eishanim. Rav Nachar Yitzchak says, no, in reality, there are four months throughout the year in which you have multiple Rosh Hashanah. So also, when the Mishnah says that there are Arba Rosh Hashanah, what the Mishnah just means is there are four months throughout the year that uh, that house New Year's within them. But within those particular months, there are differences of opinion as to what the Rosh Hashanah are. Let's just go a little bit tighter. Mesvei. So when raises a kasha. Shisha Asra Benisan, Rosh Hashanah Omer. On the 16th of Nisan, which are both say is the first day of Chalamoid, 16th of Nisan, is Rosh Hashanah for the Omer. That was mean Rosh Hashanah for the Omer, meaning the carbon Omer is brought on the 16th of Nisan. It's Rosh Hashanah for the Omer. Similarly, Shisha B'Sivan, on the 6th of Sivan, Rosh Hashanah, L'Shtei Alechem, that is considered to be the Rosh Hashanah, L'Shtei Alechem, Rabbi it refers to the very specific carbon that was brought on Shavuos. Two loaves, two loaves. Chametz loves actually. So the Gemara says, So according to Rava, therefore there should be a total of five New Years. Excuse me, six New Years. And according to Yitzchak, there should be a total of five New Years. So we'll say what the Gemara is pointing out of here is the Bryce has just introduced us two new New Years. So why aren't these reckoned? No, no, no. Kika Chashiv went. What counts as part of our list of New Years? Midi dechayel me'arta. Only New Year's that begin when? The night before. But midi de lochayel me'arta, but New Year's that do not occur the night before, loka chashiv, are not counted. So we'll say the Gemara therefore says that the Rosh Hashanah, so to speak, for the Karban Omer, the 16th of Nisan, and the Rosh Hashanah for the Shte'alechem, the 6th of Sivan, don't count why, Rabosai. These are both sacrificial items. When is, the, when is the Omer offered? The Omer is offered by day. When is the Shte'alechem offered? By day. Therefore, again, the Mishnah only counts things, only counts Rosh Hashanah. That's what? That begin the night before, and these, in fact, do not occur until that day. I the Gemara says one second, but yeah, when it comes to Regalim, the Lo Chayli Me'arta Vikachashiv. But I both say the Regalim. Now remember, what does this mean, the Regalim? Remember again, the Mishnah said that Rosh Chodesh Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for Regalim. Remember, what, what, what's the ramification of that? Remember, what we've spent a lot of time on that. What that means is that comes Nisan, or specifically comes Pesach, once it happens, you are over on Baal Ta'acher. You're over in Baal Ta'achar. If you have not brought your carbon for a series now of three regalim, so now at the end of the day, you're over in Baal Ta'achar. I will say the assumption is, when do you violate Baal Ta'achar? Only when? Only really the morning of Pesach. Why? Because it's only on the morning of Pesach where, technically speaking, you could offer up karbanos. So what do you see from here? That in reality, again, the Rosh Hashanah for Regalim Nisan also only begins in the morning and not by night, because you can't offer up karbanos at night. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 that's different. 
That's different. Why I both say because the truth is you're really in violation of Balta Acher earlier. Meaning, in reality, when should you bring your carbonos? When should you really bring them? You should have brought them right when you made the nether. That's the real truth. Or when you make the nedava, as soon as you have the obligation, is really immediately when you should fulfill it. It's just that what? It's just that comes Pesach, comes Pesach. So that triggers that triggers the prohibition. But the prohibition really existed beforehand, and therefore, again, we consider this Rosh Hashanah as if it occurred by night. So we'll say we'll stop over here. So just understand, we are stopping. We are stopping mid-discussion. So just to orient ourselves a little bit as to where we are, we're stopping in the middle over here, really highlighting this idea. We're trying to figure out why is it that the Rashi Hashanah of the Karban HaOmer, as well as the Shteha Lechem, was not counted as part of the Mishnah's tabulation of Rashi Hashanah. The answer we put forth now is because we only counted Rashi Hashanah that began at night, that begin at night, but Omer and Shteha Lechem did not begin at night, therefore they're not included. So we we're stopping in the middle of that discussion. Resolution will come tomorrow.